What's up, family? You're listening to the Don't Kick My Cones podcast with Coach Brown. It's the official podcast of the Highland Park Senior High School football program in St. Paul, Minnesota. What's up, family and friends? We are back again. We are on episode six. Now, I know that we missed a week. Um, part of that is just, man, it has been a gauntlet. So you're going to be getting a couple of episodes here back to back. But we're going to talk about our game against Johnson, that whole practice week. Um We'll talk about getting back to ourselves. Uh, we had an opportunity to end up in the, the news again uh, as they came to talk to us about what was going on. We had some big games from, from our defense, from our from our offense. Defense turned them over five times, five interceptions in that game. Um, I think Monair had five touchdowns, four passing, one rushing. Ishmael had a big game. Shea had a big game. Just A lot of people had a big game that game. Shawan. Um, had an injury. There's just a lot. There's a lot to talk about um, from week from this week. So, uh, like I said on episode six, we're at it. Um, don't kick my cones, y'all. Don't kick my cones. Don't kick my cones, dude. All right. So we get the Johnson week. Now, what? That's week three, right? Of our of our season. We've been at it for a long time. Summertime, all that kind of thing. And we're coming off that loss from Kennedy, right? Like you you heard as I wrapped that episode up, I was trying to tell him, right? Like how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you don't do it well, it's not going to go the way that we think it's going to go. So we come into that Johnson week and, and I'm really expecting us now to, to, to have it figured out. So we, I mean, we completely kind of change some of the things we're doing with our practice. I really wanted to have a better run game wanted to make sure that we had a better pass game because it, it feels like we have kind of we've captured lightning in the bottle where we can throw the ball to win and um so it just became incredibly important at least for me to make sure that we could do all those things so we're coming into johnson week really heavily focused on um developing all the guys so completely new practice plans um especially on the offensive side to making sure that people are getting rotated everybody down to the freshmen understand what we're doing game plan wise because you know it's going to help them in the jv uh, when they play but just making sure that everybody understood what we were doing um in in getting ourselves really prepped to play um the one thing that was kind of interesting about johnson is that while their record um wasn't very good um and, and it, it showed up on tape but it actually showed up way more when you're actually um, playing the game is that they were an incredibly physical team um you know, the, Ken- the Kennedy game was very physical because I think that's kind of slowly becoming somewhat of a unofficial rivalry with them. I just think uh, with them beating us by a large margin the year before and then us having that close game after falling six yards short, right? Like, um, that is just becoming an unofficial kind of, uh, yeah, it's becoming an unofficial kind of rivalry, to be honest. Um, but Johnson, it was very surprising getting into the, getting off the field with them. And, and those dudes, I mean, it was hitting. You know, they weren't joking. Like, they're definitely not, you know, they were where we were some years back, um, even last year, where it's just not being able to put the whole thing together, which is challenging sometimes. I'm sure it's very frustrating for the players and the coaches. But they have something. They have players. They're very physical players. They're very tough players. Um, but they just didn't have the whole animal. So, um, and I think we did. So, you know, we opened the game, get a pretty solid kick return. You know, they, they didn't kick it deep get a pretty solid kick return still from Nick Dombro. Um, he already knows. We watched the film, and I was like, bro, you got to – because there's an open lane. It's like, man, you got to go hit that. Like, you, you got to go score a touchdown. You know, we are 
we are really about that now, right? Our special teams um, are, are really in attack mode. We are trying to score on special teams. We're not just trying to kind of get the ball. So, you know, we open up with that, and then we marched downfield. Um, we ended up taking, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a, I think it was like a six or seven minute drive. No, it might be longer than that. It was like a seven or eight minute drive. Uh, we go down to score right away, right? Just clean plays, execution, team is looking organized, structured, moving the ball down the field. Um, and then the defense comes back, forces a, I don't know if, I don't know if it's a three and out anymore, but I, I do know it was like, it was quick. They did not have a long drive and they were punting. And we get the ball back and we're moving and we're, and we're doing our thing. Um, we end up scoring, I think it's 28 points in the first half. Um, I think that's what it ended up being. I'm trying to remember now, but we'll see. You know, so we, we end up scoring. We were late in the half, throw a, throw a probably like a 40-yard, you know, throw to Ishmael down the sideline, scores a touchdown. You know, big deal for us. What was, I think, most important out of that game was actually with a rewind and talk about what happened that week. And this had been a trend for really the whole season. So we get in that week. Um, we have a Monday practice now. On Sat when we have Saturday games, it's great because then we can treat Monday like a mental day and kind of get their body right. But when we have a, when we have Friday games, I mean, Monday has to be a practice, even if it's not the most physical practice. It's got to be a practice, and we kind of open that week with an awful practice. And we've been doing it since training camp, honestly. Like our whatever our day, our first day back is from an extended break, we're just a bad football team, and I don't know why. Players can't tell you, um, but it's mightily frustrating both to the coaches and the players to go through that process. We have a very, very bad practice, and um, to the point where I ended up having to like just kick us out of practice because I'm like, you know, we're going to get hurt. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, we're going to get hurt. So, you know, we ended up having to stop some sessions um, and just move on to other parts of the practice to avoid injury. Um, during that time, we actually ended up did have having an injury. Um, which was just so frustrating, you know, to our, um, to one of our offensive linemen. Nothing serious, but it was an injury that kept him out of the game. And now we had to figure out, all right, how are we going to play this game without one of our better players <laughs> um, on the, on the whole team, not just uh, on the offensive line, but one of the better players on our whole team. Um, you know, he'll be back. No, nothing, no extended period of time out, but just not going to be now available to us for this game. And if y'all know anything about football, football is so much about, um, so much about availability. It's so much about matchup, and it's so much about the trenches, like what's happening on the offensive and defensive line. And so, when you might have the matchups, you might have the, you might have, you know, some of those things like going for you. If you don't have the the O line D line and you can't play well in the trenches, you are now really kind of up against. Okay, how are we going to play this game now that we're missing? one of our top linemen and now we're going to have to add a young guy who he's a, he's a good player you know he's a really good player actually um but he's just he's just learning the game and um you know now we have to put him in kind of in, in duty that's maybe not fair to him you know this early um he's up for the challenge we love that about him but we also know that he's young and it's and it's hard to it's hard to hop in on short notice and especially against an opponent that's very physical and so now we're having to really modify the game plan and we're running a game plan that's very protective of our offensive line to make sure that we don't lay too much on our young players than, than they're 
prepare for and then and you know and then having them like lose confidence and, and feel like they let the team down you don't want to do that so you know i coaches hear me say this all the time but this is why coaches get paid you know it's not that you know we make players good per se as much as it is we protect players from situations where they could be bad um, especially if it's not situations of their own making and so that's what we did we focused really heavily on doing that so our game plan was very protective in terms of like how where we ran the ball how we threw the ball getting quick passes going getting out on the edges when we ran inside being calculated about when and where and how we were doing that um, and just basing it on what um, our players could execute, right? And so it became incredibly um, important for us to, to have good practices. And so we're having this bad practice. Ugh, I'm not happy about it. So now we got to come back Tuesday. We got to come back Tuesday and we got to figure this out. And we have to figure this out. So um, we have our Tuesday practice. It's a, it's a, it's better, right? It's not as you know, it's it's not to the standards in terms of speed and. That kind of thing that we want but it was a better practice i mean it's a more solid practice um and you couldn't really be mad at it um we you know we have our no sweat day which we do our wednesdays we watch film you know we we get our homework done <laughs> you know all those things are really important that homework piece is super important whether or not people like to hear it um but it's it's a, it allows us to make sure that we have our team available to us everybody that we're not ineligible that kind of thing kind of throughout the season so we have to get that done um, we watch film, you know, um, and then, you know, we get out there and we go home. We come back Thursday. And Thursday is a better practice. It's it's more focused. Um, it's tougher than I wanted to be before a game. But it it was a major, it was a major bounce back practice. And actually, you know, the, the, the name of this episode is Back to Life because we're going to talk about um, why that matters. But like, Johnson was the back, was the bounce back, but it wasn't really about play. It was about us finding out, rediscovering. And I, and I said this in a, in an interview. Um, I don't know if it was the Pioneer Press or who. I don't remember who it was anymore. Sorry, y'all. Um, but just saying, like, it wasn't that we needed a bounce back game for the win as much as we needed to get back to who we are and what we do and how we do it. And so that practice was a good jump start for that. So then we get to the game. Right, we're at home. Um, it's Friday night. Um, I should say there was a little bit of drama in my own life <laughs> right beforehand because like I'm, I'm on the way, like I'm leaving, I'm done with work. I go home to get myself ready to go to the game and um, I'm leaving. I'm on Highway 100 going towards 62 to head to St. Paul and um, my wife calls me as I get probably to like Golden Valley Road, right? And so I'm like, hello? And she's like, um, we have a problem. And I'm like, so, so what's the problem? She's like, hey, uh, the, the van died. I don't know what's going on. I can go in reverse, but I can't go forward. I'm trying to back out of this intersection. Um, you got to go get the kids. And so I'm just like, crap, I'm on the way to the game. <laughs> um, you know, um, my the the oldest child, he's, he gets out of school at 4.05. And so you're like, dude, I need to be, I need to be at Highland by like 3. And he, my son doesn't get out until an hour and five minutes after I'm supposed to already be at the school. And so I call my kids' schools to kind of get them out early. Um, so the first kids I gotta go pick up are my middle kids, and the school didn't get the message to my kids and their teacher. Um, so I ended up having to wait till the normal time. So I'm way behind on it. Um, because I'm behind, I can't go get my son, who's actually like two miles from them. My oldest son, who's like two miles from them, because I have to go pick up the youngest one. 
who um, they charge quite a bit <laughs> for you to stay after. So I have to go get my youngest one um, right after school, which is north, not, not south, to where he was, my oldest one was. So I have to go away from where the oldest one was. Pick up my youngest son. Then I got to head back down to my oldest son, who now is just his normal get out time at 405. I'm just like, yikes. So, of course, the amount of stress that I'm feeling is profound. It is a profound amount of stress because every single second. Now, the other problem with it being four is like, I still have to take my kids home. I can't take them to the game because my wife can't come pick them up and I know I have nobody to watch them. So now I'm feeling this profound amount of stress because our game starts at six. I know traffic is rolling. Traffic is already starting to jam up in this 405. The idea now that I'm going to get from New Hope to St. Paul in even the, the normal 30 minutes I would do is that is a that is a fairy tale at this point, right? It's a fairy tale if that's going to happen. And so I get my kids home. At this point, it's about 4.20, and I'm just, my heart's beating out of my chest. I'm like, dude, I got to get here. As soon as I get on the highway, traffic, traffic, traffic. Um, so I bypass my road to 62. I take, um, uh, was it 494? Take it off of five, go to Highland. Um, and I literally uh, arrive um, to the field. I walked onto the game field, 15 minutes left to go. Uh, before the game kickoff and as you might imagine i am stressed uh to the max because <laughs> um, like i didn't get to be a part of the warm-ups i didn't get to do my normal conversation with uh, my quarterbacks talk with uh, the other coaches about you know how they're feeling and just getting their sense of what we need to do to open the game like there's just like a whole routine right like i didn't even get to do the hammer um and that that week peter had won the hammer um after having a masterful game where he punted um three coffin corner kicks against uh kennedy so he wins the hammer the warhammer and so i'm like man i don't have the hammer so peter gets announced but he doesn't have the hammer you know gotta get his name there's just so many things that i was behind on and i was just feeling out of sorts um and i get there and i guess the look on my face definitely the coaches are just like man what do you need what do you got i'm like i'm fine i just need to honestly be left alone and then i'll, I'll we'll get to it and whatever so you know, we we get the ball. Like I said, it's a kick return. Nick returns it, almost runs out of it. If he runs out of it, it's, it's housed, right? It's, a, it's another touchdown. That would be three in four weeks. Um, you know, I'm really, now I'm really, like, we want, I think we all want on the team to just be housing our opening kick returns. <laughs> I just really, I think everybody wants that. Everybody wants the opportunity to be the one to do it. Um, but so we, so we get the ball. We move the ball down the field, like I said. Um, I really felt like I was in the zone, despite kind of being frazzled and being sick i felt like calling the game is what kind of made me feel relaxed um because it just it forced me to just be there be there in the moment and i just felt like the players they were moving well you know they were doing the things they needed to do um and it didn't seem challenging like it was definitely like i said it was physical i mean johnson wasn't you know they weren't laying off i mean there were definitely there was definitely pad popping it was not a pillow fight out there um, but I felt like we were kind of just in our own zone. We were calm and we were doing our work. Um, you know, the defensive side of the ball is nuts, right? Something I want to talk about, and I'm going to do an interview with Peter, actually, to talk about this further um, with the defense. But our defense um, has been nothing short of phenomenal this season. You know, going into our last week's game against Central, they averaged about 8.5 yards, I mean, 8.5 points a game. Um, offense average 26. So, you know, we were winning by an average of 26 to 8 uh, on a routine basis. Um, but the defense allowed 8.5 points. Of that, of that, you can cut some of that off because um, 
special teams put them in a bad spot one time and the offense put them in a bad spot another time. But when it comes down to like earned touchdowns where a team like drove on them, you know, caused them problems, it happened two times in the whole season. And so, you know, the defense was phenomenal. You know, they, they had already forced, uh, I think at that point, they had forced um, something like eight or nine turnovers in three games. Um, they they had for, forced fumbles against um, Kennedy. You know, it, it's out of control, right? Like they had, they were averaging nine sacks a game. Lots of, there were more tackles for loss than they were plays than gain yards. I mean, the defense is stifling. They're fast, they're very physical. Um, they get their hands on the ball and they turn teams over. And so, you know, that, that continued against Johnson. And um, we had a pick six. So first of all, we had a pick by an interception by um, by uh, Isaac Johnson. Um, really, really athletic um, interception because it uh, doesn't look like the ball's going to him. No, he's a linebacker. He's, he's sinking underneath a receiver in his hook zone. And the quarterback lets it go. He lets it go pretty fast. And, and Isaac just reacts, bang, snatches it out the air. Tries to run it back, gets tackled, offense goes down and scores. Um, not too soon after that, um, Charlie Fergasi, and, and the role that we have him playing is like it really sets up for this, where he, um, you know, he reroutes the number two receiver, sinks underneath it um, to, to, to work to the number one guy in case he's running a slant or an under route. Um, and as soon as he turns around, there's the ball. Charlie catches it. He's a former tight end, so he catches the ball. He knows how to get to the end zone, so he runs it down. Um, shortly after that, that we have an interception from um, Leonardo Vasquez Rojas, really good player, converted receiver. Um, it's funny because Leonardo at first was not feeling me moving him to free safety, and now he is one of the top dudes, right? Um, in our city, like him and Peter are off the charts with how good they are at safety. Um, Peter gets an interception. I'm trying to remember who else got one. I know there was another one. There's like a fifth one. I can't remember who got it. Oh no, Charlie Pickard. He got. He gets it. He just runs his coverage right gets it so we you know we force five turnovers the offense scores five touchdowns defense scores one and uh, we miss some extra points they block one um, so we end up with a score of 39 to 6 we um, we you know we put our backups in and we give up a, 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 late, a very late it's about like 32 seconds left in the game late touchdown um, but you know we get out with a win um, they, anybody who knows me knows I'm competitive I don't like giving up points in Madden let alone real life so <laughs> like that was annoying that we give up the points but you know, we were happy with the win, and we talk about that. Um, at the end of it, um, a reporter comes to talk um, about, you know, that game. Ishmael had three touchdowns. Monair threw for four, rushed for one. Um, and he was just asking about, you know, because they know the offense has struggled. The defense has been pretty good for years now here. And um, I think a lot of it was because he had asked us, you know, was it nice to have a bounce-back game? Did you feel like your team needed to have a bounce-back game? And I was like, no, it's not really what my focus was on. Um, I don't think that's what the coaches focus was on. Of course, we want to win every game. That's the goal, right, to do this. But really, what we needed to do is to get back to who we are, to how we practice, to how we prepare, to being coachable, to being focused on what we're doing, um, to being as intense as we need to be, to focus on the details um, and the skills that will help us be successful. That really, we had to get away from worrying about winning at all and more about worrying about the things that help you win not turning the ball over versus turning your opponent over five five times, right? Um, it is scoring more points than they do. It is um, protecting the football. It is controlling the time of possession, first downs. You know, all of those things help us win. Worrying about winning doesn't help you win. Protecting the ball, scoring, not allowing them to score, doing those things. 
helps you win. And that's what we needed to get back to. I remember my uh, high school coach, um, not my high school coach, my college coach, um, he would say, football comes down to four fundamental things, blocking, tackling, not getting blocked, and not getting tackled. Um, and uh, the people who block and tackle the best, the people who avoid getting blocked and avoid getting tackled the best, typically win. And so our real big focus then was doing those things, getting back to the basics, getting back to Highland Park football, getting back to playing together as a team, um, getting in that hero ball mentality out of our program and getting to focus on what are we going to do together, that if somebody makes a drop or somebody turns the ball over, that we are there as a team to pick them up, that we don't, we don't ask him to replace it himself, that we all do it together. And so we got back to that, and it was a relatively easy win against an opponent that, even though their record's not very high, they are a talented, physical, tough opponent that I really foresee us, you know, having to really put some work in next year <laughs> against those guys, no joke. So um, we're really excited at this point to be two and one and we're going into our rivalry game against central and um that is its own tale that i will tell in our next episode so thanks for joining us and excited for us to get back to life and now we'll take a moment to thank those that support our program and our podcast thank you to meister orthodontics your hometown orthodontist uh, so many of our players actually go there, from my understanding, so that is really good. You can find them at MeisterOrthodontics.com, or you can go to their location at 1696 Grand Avenue, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55105. Also, thank you to Quarry Hill Advisors. They are a fiduciary, fee-only financial planning and wealth management firm. You can find them at QuarryHillAdvisors.com, or you can go to their site, 550 Vandalia Street, Suite 311, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. Also, thank you to Langford and Carl's Chiropractic, uh, serving St. Paul community since 1996. And you can find them at langfordchiropractic.com. And you can also find them at 730 Cleveland Avenue South, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55116. Also, we want to say thank you to those that provide team meals. Uh, these team meals are super valuable for our players. It's an opportunity for us to come together, an opportunity for them to get a great meal. And so we're so appreciative. Uh, for this year, we have four set. We're going to have some more, but we want to say thank you to Mike's Tab on the Ave. They have been the best. We hold some of our booster meetings there. They've provided food for our team. They have just done a great job and been a great partner. You can um, order food from them at mikestav.com, or you can go to their location at 472 Snelling Avenue South, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, 55105 and here's the thing um, they have a little outdoor area it's really dope they have really good portion sizes you should check them out and, and the servers are really awesome too like every I've had nothing but good experience at that Mike's tab the other spot is Groveland Tap your home away from home uh, you can go uh, to grovelandtap.com and order food there or you can show up to their site 1830 St. Clair Avenue St. Paul Minnesota 55105 again Groveland Tap same deal Really good portion sizes, really good food. I love when they use that little parking lot space and they kind of have picnic tables out and umbrellas and we've had meetings there. And again, their service have been awesome. Food's been good, management's great. Just honestly, you know, like the same deal with Mike's Tap. Like Groveland Tap has done a phenomenal job of just being a great partner to us. Um, and thank you also to our partner, Tiffany Sports Lounge. Uh, TiffanySportsLounge.com is where you can find them. Um, and you can also go to uh, 2051 Ford Parkway, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55116. Um, and Tiffany Sports Lounge is awesome. We've had a number of uh, coaches' outings after games there. 
um wink wink i'd love to do some of podcast stuff there as well uh if y'all are listening um but you know tiffany is a definitely a, a community kind of like pillar and uh it's a great place to go great place to hang out good food tvs it, it, the whole nine so definitely check out tiffany sports sports lounge um or you can order food online or you can show it to their spot and then finally uh buca di beppo um, and you can go to bookadibepo.com or you can visit their site, 2728 Gannon Road, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55116. Same deal. Buka hooked our team up. Lots of pasta, lots of breadsticks, lots of chicken. Just really did a good job of, of supporting. So every single one of these spots has been great. We frequent them. Um, like I said, we hold meetings. We do our outings there. Um, and so we're just so appreciative of them uh, supporting us in the program for the people that have financially supported us and for the folks that are providing meals. Thank you so much. We could not do this without you. Thank you again for listening to the don't kick my cones podcast. Uh, we appreciate you tuning into the episode. If you like it, please share, tell people about what's going on. Uh, go visit our sponsors, get engaged with what's going on, eat at their restaurants, patronize their businesses. They are awesome for what we're doing. And as always, don't kick my cones.